Hello and welcome to Bravo Replay. The holidays may be over and we may be in that doldrum phase between Christmas and New Year's, but we, Bravo Replay, have one last present for you under the tree. I'm your co-host, Case Hudson. I'm going to pass it over to Mattia, who's going to tell you what your present is. Hello, all. It is Mattia here. I hope you enjoyed your holiday. Our present today is a very special guest, Jacqueline. Um, the Just One Drink podcast. Jacqueline, do you want to say hello to everyone? I'm the president today. I was actually looking around like, these girls got something for me. I'm sorry that I'm the president. We're not. We're, we're so excited you're here, Jacqueline. And because you are our first guest, I'm going to ask you three questions. You don't have okay. to overthink it. I promise you there's no wrong answer. So the first question to introduce yourself to everybody is, what is your favorite Bravo franchise? Oh, obsessed with Miami. Really? Forever. Like this is, yeah, I waited for it to come back. Like it was, I was heartbroken when it was gone. This is the franchise I look forward to seeing. So you're the one who brought it back. It's you. <laughs> you lit the candles. It's like, you and now you brought them back. I did pray. I prayed to my shrine and I also asked <laughs> the mother of Potomac, the, mm. the grand mom not mm. the grand dom, but the grand mom of Potomac. And she put it up on her shrine and she prayed for it too. And so here it. we are. One more question on that. Do you think the reboot is living up to its potential from the OG? Yes, 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 yes. I do think they're doing a great job. And I think that they brought back the right characters. However, if Andy is listening, I do believe we need Leah back. Mm. She is just the right amount of chaos and organization that we need for the franchise. Oh, we know daddy Andy is always listening. <laughs> we know that. Okay. Next question. Tell us your favorite Bravo celebrity. Okay. So that is a really, really hard question. <laughs> I think like, okay. I think like if I saw, like there's very few that I could maybe see in public that would like put me into awe. But I think like if I saw like Kyle, that would probably like, I'd really love seeing Kyle because I feel like we could converse. But I would say my favorite right now is Jill Zarin. And I'm going to say this because I know she's probably listening. Oh, she wow. loves the Bravo verse, even though she's no longer. Yeah. I'll tell you why I love Jill Zarin, because she is going to take me under her wing and help me develop the next skinny girl brand, which is what she did with Bethany, of course. A thousand percent. This is why I love her. And we've already established you are the secret of the Bravo universe. You manifest this stuff, Jacqueline. So I believe- I'm manifesting. I don't live in New York, but when I'm there next, I will be looking for Jill Saren. So Jill, I'm coming for you, girl. I love that. Okay. And this one's going to be the stumper. So if you don't have it on deck, just make up whatever. Okay. But what would your real housewife tagline be? Oh my God, you guys, what a question. Um, so I've thought, I have thought of this for years and I think because of the podcast, this is what's brewing in the brain lately. So okay. let me try it on. I'll try it on you guys. Whether you're throwing it in someone's face or sipping on it politely, sometimes all you need is just one drink. Love it. Is that good? Does that work? Love, love, especially the sassy look you had in your eye too. Love give it to you guys. I, by the way, I was testing out taglines on my husband since I started the podcast. Cause I wanted to like develop one to have like in my intro and I just couldn't come up with one. And he looked at me with like a blank stare. I'm like, babe, they all throw drinks like, hello. 
Like, I don't think he got it. It's fine. You guys got it, which is more important. Oh, totally. Okay. So first and foremost, then plug your podcast. Where can everybody listen to this amazing podcast? Thank you so much. Um, Yeah. So the Just One Drink podcast, you can listen to it anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And uh, my promise is that we keep it short. It's literally just a drink with girlfriends. It's just the time it takes to have just one drink. And I want you to feel renewed and like you've gotten caught up and maybe taken away a little bit of insights from the conversation. I love it. And where can people follow you on socials to get your like daily updates on this? Yes. On the daily, you could follow me on Instagram at just one drink podcast. I love it. I love it. So you have a lot of gets. I've been listening. Holy cats. I think there yes. was an advisor. There was an okay reporter. D- did you get yes. some good tea off? Oh, I love Molly. Oh my God. Okay. So Molly is fabulous. So she writes for okay magazine. She gets invited to all the housewives affairs oh, and oh. dare I say she is friends with the housewives. Oh. So we got a little bit of tea. I didn't release all of it in the episode. I actually wanted to make it a two-parter because she later revealed to me that some of the things she said, I wasn't allowed to broadcast. So that's just for the little brain right here, but she's like friends with these people anyway. So she's super duper fun. I do love to have um, guests on. And, and this is what I like to say about the podcast. It's like, I want it to feel like you have friends from all different walks of life. And so when you get to spend time with a friend, it's fun to like ask them questions. So like my financial advisor friends, I'll be like, so is there like a great like high yield savings account I should be looking into right now? And you know, my family law attorney friend, I'm like, what do you think is going to happen with Brittany's divorce? Like, is she going to get taken to, you know, task or is, is he going to lose all his money? So that's what I wanted the podcast to be. I just wanted people to be able to have some insights. And these are genuinely questions that I will be asking my friends when I'm speaking. I love it. I love it. Everybody go listen to just one drink. It is such a fun, light podcast. Like it's a break from all your murder porn. I'm telling you just one drink is where it's at. (laughs) I love you guys. That's hilarious. Thank you so much. (laughs) Of course. Well, okay. So speaking of where it's at, we have to talk about the news that just broke today. It's we're still going to be talking about it when this episode is released. Ariana Maddox is going to Broadway. You guys. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yes. Standing ovation for that girl. Give us, give us your thoughts, Jacqueline. We're dying. You know what? She blew me away on Dancing with the Stars. I didn't see it coming. Mm -hmm. I didn't really know. I know that everyone on Vanderpump, they were all kind of selected because they were like wannabe actors. Right. So I want to, I want to reference that. I hate the word wannabe, but I think they were all trying. Oh, for sure. Right. I think this girl may have been also a potential dancer maybe she was taking dance class back yep. in the day i but she's got a natural ability for delivering the dance in such a way that you are like enthralled with it i'm super impressed i'm just super impressed yeah I, for me too and matia i want your thoughts in a second for me it's i think of life like poker right you get a hand you're dealt and then you play it and she is playing her hand masterfully. (laughs) Everything is a 10 out of 10. She got a crap hand with Scandaval. She turned it into being Joe Biden. The president finally knows who she is. She's on Dancing with the Stars. She's going to Broadway. She's like, she's going to be the next Pamela Anderson there. And it's just. If she pulls it. Yep. If she continues doing what she's doing, she will take her career way beyond Vanderpump. Thousand. Which, and she, I feel like she deserves it. She's a talent. There's a talent there that I did not know existed, which is so wonderful to watch. 
Well, because she was behind Stassi and Dodie and all those other girls that sucked all the air out of the room. And now she's just like the sneak attack. Yes. You know, Stassi's dying. Dying. Oh my God. Well, ever since poor Stassi was canceled, which was much to her own dismay, um, I'm sure watching Ariana rise to the top is probably like nails to a chalkboard to her, but she's doing great. I always thought she was a little mousy on the show. Like I wasn't quite sure why she wasn't Uh, using her strength. I always felt there was something good in there, but she hid in the shadow of Sandoval. She hid in the shadow of the girls. And now it's like she was forced to come out and like rise to the top and she's truly doing it. And let's not forget she has a crack PR team. I mean, give the gals behind the gal a a shout out. She's yeah, thousand percent. I mean, they're working hard. Yeah, Mattia, you are nodding along. What are your thoughts here, my friend? Ariana is in the year of yes right now for her. She's <laughs> saying yes to everything, lifetime movies, commercials, like her PR team agreed. We definitely have to, they're helping book all of those deals oh, yes. for her. And it's so great to see her take all of them and just kind of, she knows, I think that this could potentially be a short-term heightened success that she has. And she's really capitalizing on that, which I think you have to give her credit for because so many other people go through other reality scandals and maybe they'll do like a a tummy tea ad out of it, but they really don't make the best out of it. And I think she is a lesson in reality stars of how to really, you know, sink your teeth into it and just take everything that life comes at you. And like you said, I mean, this could catapult her career and the longevity of her career past Vanderpump rules. Right. I mean, if she ever had hopes to become an actress, I think this is the way to do it. She just has to delve right in and continue to pull at those opportunities as they're coming to her. And it looks like that's what she wants. And she's, she's going to go after it. I mean, it's, it's really nice to see, like, it's nice to see someone who, you know, wanted to be an actor at one point in her life. And Vanderpump was almost coming to a halt right before Scandaval. Like I watched the last season, like this is my last season. And then Scandaval. And I'm like, I'm tuned in for the next two seasons no problem I agree I agree and I will say this I met her and Sandoval at the the cocktail book signing like three four years ago and she was a girl's girl I will like that's what makes me like her she's like oh I love your shirt that's so cute like a light girly compliment that we do to sort of bridge that gap and she didn't need to do that so I've always been rooting for her even though I like my VPR chaos monsters to be chaos monsters I predict that she's gonna land in that sweet spot of like Hallmark movies and like low level famous which is where I think she wants to be doing those holiday movies occasionally popping up and maybe a special Queer Eye episode and I think she's yes she's set for life I'm with you on that one okay yeah I see it happening for her she's doing it man love it okay so speaking of set for life, Mattia, why don't you yes. talk? Why don't you introduce us to today's trivia subject, who is the most set for life housewife of all time, in my opinion? All right. So yes, our topic for this episode, our guest did not know. So she is coming in blind here. We're talking about Roni. And we're talking about Carol Redswell's last good summer. Wow. Talking about her wow. good summers. So this is all about Radzi. Oh, God. Okay. I'm both excited and terrified. I didn't know you didn't know, Jacqueline. I mean, 
I had a clue on the Roni. Actually, I'm excited to talk about Carol. And I'm, I'm excited to hear the questions. You guys have some like news about her recently or something? Well, with Carol, she recently turned 60. Did you guys yeah. know that? She's 60 years old. I think she looks incredible. Looks oh, fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Money. She looks natural, beautiful, amazing. Money yeah. will do that for you. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Not having a stress of knowing where your next paycheck is right. really can, can help the aging process. Oh. Right. She also hasn't really had, well, she doesn't have children for starters. Mm -hmm. She hasn't had a husband in a while, though. I under, I mean, rest in peace. I know she lost her husband, which is sad, but I, I think that that all contributes to the youthfulness of a woman. I have to say living that sex in the city life, just looking good and having no stress. Okay. I'm glad you brought that up. I, I have to go on off on a tangent for just a second before we start. I'm convinced Carrie Bradshaw's character arc in and yes. just that is 1000% based off Radzivell. A thousand. I see it. I see the connection. I see Even, the connection. And also when they first introed Carol into Roni, her opening sequence, the riding of the bike and going into like whatever that bodega was. And she like kisses the cashier, like the older man across the the, the yeah. thing I was like this is so Carrie like only yes. Carrie would be this like free-spirited so it's, yeah I see it I, and I think the timing around when Carol joined the Roni cast was also when the Sex and the City movie was coming out mm. so I'm sure that was kind of like on the front of everyone's mind so it did kind of make sense but Carol to me feels so New York like a real yes. true New York energy about her so I'm really excited to chat about her today. Okay, guys. Wow. You really got me here. Let me take another sip of this espresso. <laughs> You're going to do great. I will go over the rules. So there's 10 points that you guys can obtain while playing the game. I'm going to ask okay. the questions twice. Jacqueline's going to go first and going to answer. Kate is going to write down her answer and then she's going to share it. Okay. And then we will go over together and I'll let you know which ones are correct. And we can kind of chat about the questions after too. Is everybody ready? Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. Let's do this. And, and you don't have to be quiet. We can talk out loud and maybe help each other. Help each other? Oh, okay. No, I'm not? a group exam. Let's do this. <laughs> Matias and- dying right now, but yes, please. <laughs> Matias saying no, that's not the rules. <laughs> no, no, I don't care. There's no prizes. So, okay. <laughs> and for all of you listening, if you're folding laundry, if you're driving in your car, feel free to say the answer in your head, shout it out loud, DM us on Bravo Replay on Instagram. Let us know what the answers are, what you're Text thinking. me. Well, I'm just Text kidding. Me, <laughs> it's going to be way too late for that. <laughs> uh, and let us know if. When you played along, how you did too. So I have to say these Carol questions really just kind of came to me in a creative just um, flow. So uh, let's see if you guys took away some of the things that I also recall from Miss Radzowell. So let's start off with a little background question first about Carol. So this is a two-point question. What iconic American dynasty family did Carol marry into? What iconic American dynasty family did Carol marry into for two points? Okay. And I go first on this. Okay. So Kate's written down her answer. Oh, no, I haven't. Hang on. Uh, <laughs> okay. But I believe I know the answer to this. This almost feels too easy. And now I'm terrified that I think no. I know the answer. Go with it. You're right. Okay. You I'm ready for it? Right. 
Yeah. Okay. The Kennedys. And so I also wrote the Kennedys, but then I also wrote Grey Gardens because to me, oh. that is the true American dynasty that she is related to. And Grey Gardens is on Jackie's side, not the Kennedy side. Okay. What's so what is your answer? Because now, Kay, you just like added a dimension there. That's really interesting. I I I just love Grey Gardens. That's it. <laughs> well, you both are getting the point because you are both correct. Carol okay. married into the Kennedy family, but she is also closely uh, associated with the Radzawells, which then Lee, which is so that's Carol's ex-husband or deceased husband's mother's side which is okay. where the great gardens come from now jackie o and jfk both came from very affluent families during this time so they're associated with and, and related to many famous figures if you want to dive into and look into them but i mean having a real housewife that was ma- related to by marriage right. to the kennedys that's yeah. a pretty big pull for bravo that is a pretty pretty big pull. I was actually also surprised at the time learning that she was joining the cast, um, that she wanted to join the cast, having come from such quote unquote pedigree, but also the fact that she was like a really um, successful reporter who yeah. saw a lot of success on television, even with her reporting. So I almost felt like she didn't match the Roni or the, the housewives vibe. I agree. I feel like it's the same thing when you see some rich person compete in horses at the Olympics. It's I think rich <laughs> people have different, I think they have different hobbies than us. I feel like right. this is her bored rich lady hobby. Yeah, like maybe she's bored. I think the same thing about Mary Cosby. Like she does not need Salt Lake City. I think she's just doing this for fun. There's no other reason for it. Or she's crazy. That could be Mary's reason. Yeah, I think she's crazy. (laughs) She might just be crazy. I don't know. Option C. All right. Excellent, you guys. You guys uh, both got the two points. Now, I'm so relieved. Our next question. It is another two pointers. This is another big question. So for two points, Carol dated the young hot chef Adam on Roni. For two points, how did Carol and Adam meet? Carol dated the young hot chef Adam on Roni. For two points, how did Carol and Adam meet? Okay. Again, I think I know the answer. And again, I feel I just know it too easily. So is it wrong? Wait, hang I'm on. Give, I've got to write it down before you give it. <laughs> I got to give Kate time. Matia, these are these are good. I don't think I know this, Jacqueline. I'm so that's terrified. why I have to write it down because I've been told I would cheat and I know I would cheat. So we're going to write it down. Okay, girl, write it down. It's fine. Okay. You good? I'm good. Okay. And God, please, the Lords of Bravo, bless me with this answer right now. Did she meet him? Luann's house in the Hamptons because he was Luann's chef okay I wrote on the show guest chef because I know (laughs) that he was the part-time chef I did not write Luann so if I only get one point that's fine but that was on the show that was after Luann it has to be a couple of seasons after the slutty because Luann was really mad for some reason so right are we in the right ballpark here oh for sure are correct and I can still see the scene so Adam was the chef for Luann and he previously dated Luann's niece yes. who was also yes. in her 20s at the time which is the age of Adam 
And you can actually see Carol and Adam meet each other in the kitchen. Yes. And they're kind of all flirty. And there's there's definitely some butterflies. And he introduces himself and they shake hands. And from that moment is when their relationship evolved. So it was right. through Luann and he, Adam had just broken up with Luann's niece, which the then niece. led to the conversation, if you guys remember, of Luann calling Carol a pedophile. Yeah. That, <laughs> uh, which is not what a pedophile make, right? Right. Like Adam was in his like late 20s and Carol was in her late 40s. So yeah, I, I will give that to both of you. You guys, you both had the the idea, and you, I, I know you guys could envision the scene. Oh yeah, yes. I knew okay. it had to do with Le- uh, Luann. I knew because she was so angry about this whole relationship because she wanted to bone him. Why else would you have your hundred and ten percent, hundred and ten percent? Honestly, Luann's hot too. I don't blame her. Well, yeah, and she went through a real young guy phase for a long time. She probably still is. is. Still is. Yeah. Remember Luann, I would always be dating 25-year-olds. Come on. She really carved out that space for herself. I mean, she does so well. I love her. She does. <laughs> I can't believe I just got my second question. You guys don't even know I've lost sleep over this. I'm like, oh, oh my no. God. If I get questions wrong, I am a fraud. Cannot ever watch Bravo again. Well, that's why I'm here. Because I'll get them wrong. Don't worry. <laughs> I do some deep cuts too. I love to go deep into the lore, Jacqueline. This is something that I have studied for over half of my life. So do not beat yourself up about it. I love it. Okay. Okay. Well, now I'm finally excited. Okay. I got two under my wing. Let's do this. You did it. All right. So hopefully you both get this next one right. It is a one point question. How many summers did Carol say she had left on the show? How many summers did Carol say she had left on the show? I'll, do you want to talk it out with a friend? Oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah. Can I phone a friend on this one? <laughs> summers left on the show. Is this in reference to like her book? No. Yeah, reference to Adam. So think about Adam and Carol and Bethany are having a conversation about Adam and the longevity of the relationship. She's okay. Gonna- he has 20 good summers. I have this many good summers. I mean, I, this is going to be a bold-faced guess at this point because I genuinely don't remember that number. And everybody said, come on, Carol. Come on. Because it was ridiculous. She has since, I will tell you, she has since revised it to 15. <laughs> and if it, if it helps, okay. her yeah. last good summer was the summer. She didn't know this at the time, but it was the summer of 2020. Oh my goodness. Okay. I mean, I'm going to have to guess this one out because I just don't know. I think you can get it unless you want more hints. I know this one. You do? I do. I mean, my guess is like five. Is that what she said? She said five good summers left? Okay. I would guess that. I would guess that if I were you. Okay. All right. You both said five? Yes. That is correct. Carol says she has five good summers left. Thank God. That That was a tough one for me. And she was in her early 50s, and it was ridiculous. Wow. I wonder how she feels now. So when did she go back and change it to 15? Last year. As I, oh, I, last yeah. year. So I had the benefit of knowing what this subject was going to be, so I did my Carol crash course. You deep-dived into Carol? Lordy. I did. So in 2022, she said, I have 15 good summers, which is wow. still- Wow. Like, 
I think every summer above ground's a good summer to paraphrase a Pitbull song. Come on. I mean, listen, I just finished watching The Golden Bachelor. And if I if I watched women up to the age of 80 frolicking about in short shorts and trying to date a man, we all have a lot of summers left. And Carol, you've got at least 20 in you. Exactly. <laughs> I'm giving her five more. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm struck by is she never monetize this quote kind of like how Dorinda did make it nice and they've all done uh-huh. it she really this is kind of I would say one of her most famous quotes of her time on the show she didn't really have a lot of quotes like a, a Sonia or Luann so I'm interested that she didn't you know make t-shirts on it but I do kind of wonder like we were talking about earlier she has had an established career she does come from money I wonder if she's just like I don't need it I don't need to yeah. do doesn't she's got that Kennedy money. I she's got that Kennedy money. I think that also she takes herself seriously as a journalist. And I think to her that's like low hanging fruit that she just doesn't need. So yeah, I can't see her ever trying to put together like merch on sweatshirts and stuff like that now. <laughs> Definitely. She's a she's a classy queen, but if she ever needs the money, she's always got that option. Right. That's exactly Best right. Run out, so <laughs> when the funds run out, yeah. Or if she gets like a really young guy and he likes to like go places, mm-hmm. girl, get some merch. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a sweater together, Carol. We'll buy it. I'll buy that. Oh, I would too. For our next question. So during one of Carol's last summers, she okay. got a dog. What was oh. the name of the dog? This is for one point. During one of Carol's last summers, she got a dog. What was the name of the dog? Kate, I'm looking at you. Do you know this? No, all I know is what she named her cat. So I'm assuming she's not <laughs> creative. So I just wrote what she named her cat, which was baby. I, I got nothing. That's right. What did she name her dog? It was something ridiculous, I want to say. Sugar? And I wasn't going to say that. Um, God why I want to say the word tiger and I don't know if that's because she had pillows that were tiger print that was that couch that couch that's what I love that couch um okay hold on was it something silly like did she name the dog cat I would die all I know is that she had a couple of cats and they she named them all baby (laughs) so if I'm Carol I'm going to continue that and I'm going to name my dog baby but I have no idea and also, did it not freak anyone else out that her staircase was like an accident waiting to happen for every animal and human that came into that place? All the time. And, I mean, I get that were like lofty and cool, but like that staircase was terrifying. She could not retire in that house. I mean, she's going to no. die. She's like in her 70s, she's going to die. That's what's going to take her last night is those staircases. Oh my God. That staircase like gave me anxiety. Like I'm like, okay, those cats are going to fly right through each one of those steps. Yeah. A thousand percent. So will she. So so would I. Yeah, anyone really. Okay, so I don't know. I mean, this is now the point in the game where I am scared. I'm against a wall and I don't know. We're against the wall together. Okay, we're doing this together. I'm going to say she named that dog Cat. Don't even have no great reasoning, but that she's a little funny. And Kate, what was your answer? I wrote down baby because she named the cat baby. So that is correct. The dog's name is baby. Oh my God. The dog's name is baby. So she that named, house is baby. 
everything was baby. Another interesting fact about that dog is she co-owned it with someone that lives in her apartment, which I found strange. They weren't like friends or, or dating. They just co-owned this dog named baby, but she only owns the cat. Didn't she have a pet with the guy with Adam? I think he was also in on baby. Which baby? The dog baby. Dog baby. Okay. Yeah. I could have sworn they were like raising an animal together. That's yeah. Was that really went far with him? I don't know. I mean, this woman, a woman of mystery. I tell you. He is just a, if I were that rich, I would do weird stuff like this. Truly. And I would love it. I would call everyone baby. And then if you said, oh, my name is Kate, I'd give you a hundred, a crisp hundred dollar bill and say it's baby right now. And they would just let me get away with it. And it keeps it simple in that house. She just says baby and they all come running. That's wild. You know what? Wow. Well, speaking of Carol's baby, Uh uh, Carol's other baby, Adam, what term did Carol famously use to describe Adam and her's living situation for one point? What term did Carol hmm. famously use to describe uh-huh. Adam and her's living situation for one point? Oh, goodness. Do you know this? Oh, God. Their living situation, not their relationship, but their living situation. I was going to say she probably referred to the relationship as like a, what do they call that when an older woman dates a younger guy? It's like a winter awesome. spring or something. <laughs> or no, they call it like a November, May. Yeah. Something like that. But to describe their living situation, um, roommates? I wrote situationship, but I think it's roommates. I wish I could have piggybacked off your answer, Jacqueline. The correct term is shacking up. Oh, good grief. She repeatedly says that her and Adam are just shacking up or just shacking up. She keeps saying this to to Bethany because she's trying so hard to not admit that it was a very serious long-term relationship. And I think she, Carol, felt some way about it, maybe some insecurities knowing he was this attractive younger man that she didn't want to feel tethered to him so she kept just trying to act like it was this really light relationship but they lived together for many years they dated for a long time it was a serious long-term relationship and I feel like Carol felt like if she identified it as such then maybe she would kind of curse it or jinx it and then it wouldn't be long but yeah she always she she really refused to and it took her a long time to even say really confidently that he was her boyfriend yeah, I remember that. She almost like tortured herself with that relationship. I think because she liked him so much, he was comfortable. Um, but I think maybe ultimately she did not think they were going to last the the test of time. But I think he was perfect for that period in her life. Oh, a thousand percent. I yeah. will say that I am 39 years old. I don't have boyfriends anymore. I am not married. I... I they're my gentleman friends. It's there's just that you reach a point where yeah. you feel silly using that term, or at least I do. So I get why okay. she uses that term. Yeah, I mean, and I also feel for her in a way, and I don't know if we'll have time for that conversation, but um, I almost feel like she will never get over the loss of her husband, and maybe all men will just be these like um, distractions of time for her. I don't think she'll ever really recommit to a man to to a long term relationship. I agree. But Adam came close. 
I agree with that. I think if you find true love, and I think it's now that I am 39 years old, it's not something to ever take for granted. And it's not something everyone's going to get that like one true romantic love, not to, and I'm fine with that. I have a great life. But if you have it, I don't, and you have it the way it seems like she had it and she had it so young, I, right. I get it. And she has money. Like you don't yeah. need a man when you have money. You don't need dual incomes when you have that. I think it's hard. Like she found her husband at such a young age and they were such a great fit from obviously what we're, what we've seen on the show. They were a great fit. So it's like, I can only imagine now uh, I dated in my thirties and was, you know, I, I barely found a husband for God's sakes. I mean, I trapped him at like 39. So Kate, stay in the game if that's what you want, sister. But it is hard to find a man in your 30s. I don't know what it's like dating in 40s. Um, so I can only imagine what she's thinking to herself. She's like, she probably keeps dating men and thinking like, okay, this is all going a whole lot of nowhere. So let me hang on to the young chef. And weren't they vegans or something? Ugh. Oh, I think so. <laughs> I think he pivoted her to a more vegan diet. I'm not sure if she's still vegan present day, but he was like a vegan. Right. Really in that era of those vegan raw chefs when that yes. was quite a moment. Yes. He was very much a part of that. And they did that okay. cookbook they tried to. Oh, it's all yes. coming back to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did that cookbook ever come out? If it did, it didn't do well. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy, Carol. <laughs> all right. Well, you guys that, you know, like I said, some of these are deep cuts. But speaking of Carol's dating history, for one point. What A-list mega celebrity did Carol date prior to Roni? What A-list mega celebrity did Carol date prior to Roni? So I thought this was the guy from Aerosmith, but that was during Roni, and I don't think Mattia would mark him as an A-list megastar. I'm just shaking my head to that. Um, an A-list mega celebrity. I want to say it was an actor. Okay. I like Matias' face on this. Okay. It was an actor. I think it was an actor of the moment, not like a legendary, but like of the moment ish. Okay. That's I'm not like what I have. Her face. I have something written down. Really? Oh, God. I don't, I don't think I'm right, but. What? Oh, God. Tell me. I have Alec Baldwin written down because she interviewed him during her glamour days when she had that column luncheon with whatever luncheon with the stars and she it was huh. specifically called out she dated alec and remember he went through that phase where he was very single before he got hilaria <laughs> the, the boston thank Spanish you for place. using the appropriate <laughs> you know pronunciation on that because i want it to be accurate okay she's my favorite grifter i love guys her. why do they have 10 kids too many we don't talk about this enough why are they having 10 kids Alec has 11. Let's not forget Ireland. Oh, Ireland. No, exactly. I don't know why she needed to have the, I mean, clearly she's driving the boat on this one, guys. Oh, I yeah. mean, come on. Because why? now there's surrogates. Now there's surrogates bringing Yeah, she the had like two at the same time and then she was pregnant. It's like a bulk load of children just being delivered to the doorstep. Maybe it's her Spanish culture. It <laughs> from, is from definitely her Boston by way of Spain culture. Okay, guys, respect. I mean, she she has ensured that she has gotten her fair share of the, the Baldwin financial dynasty if he leaves early. I want to know what the prenup 
Yeah, I know. I think probably sooner he'd, he'd have to die for her to get all that. I'm sure she signed a prenup. I mean, she was like 29 when they got married and he was like 50. Yeah. It's wild. It's wild. There had to have been a good prenup. I mean, the guy lives in New York. There's a there's a great amount of lawyers there who, who advised him to put together that prenup. And, I mean, come on. And he's New York. She's New York. And they met like in a yoga class or something. This is all I remember. Sorry. This is like the tangent of all tangents. I am so passionate. I love Alec Baldwin as an actor. Okay. We're not personal friends, so I don't know him personally, but as an actor, what an amazing, like just a talent. Yes. And then to see his personal life be so, I don't know. I want to say weird. Like, I just think it's, I think it's strange to have 10 children. I don't. Oh, well, I was raised Mormon. So that's pretty, that's pretty normal for me. <laughs> I'm really sorry to everyone in Salt Lake City. And of the Seventh Day uh, Baptist, I forgot what they call themselves. Latter-day Saints Church. Latter-day Saints. Yep. LDS. Don't worry. I just, if I have to go on record as saying what I think is weird, I think having 10 children, especially in New York City, let's add the element so of the city. And why? Like, why do it? I just don't get it. Super, super weird. No. Okay, sorry. Back to the question. Okay, Kate, you're going with Alec Baldwin. I don't know why, but I'm thinking Bradley Cooper. I don't know why. I I don't know. Both of those are mega celebrities, but the correct response is George Clooney. Oh, George yes. Clooney and Carol dated for a brief period of time. George has also confirmed this. and they did date it also kind of slipped out on the show because Sonia said it not even in a confessional but it was just kind of a fleeting comment where she Carol was doing something and Sonia was like well no wonder you know that's why George you know slept with her or something along those lines and then Carol (laughs) kind of had to address it that way so George Clooney and Radzi wow rolled around in the sheets i mean that wow. is a big pull that's a big deal I, oh no that's I a big deal her. i hate I, her <laughs> I it's, it's not enough that something happened to her i want it to happen to me i mean that's a get of all gets i wonder how uh, long before he met amal that he was dating radzi I believe she said that it was, it was obviously after her husband had passed away. She was still quite younger and it was quite a few years before the show because she said she was pretty young while it, it happened. And I liked that it was an age appropriate. They're both around the same age. Yeah. Which I liked that, you know, he, he doesn't sound like he's a Leonardo DiCaprio who's in Arrested Development and only dates 26 year olds, which is such a specific (laughs) creepy number. Right. Well, he's well into his fifties now, but yeah, I, I kind of love that for her. When I heard that I was just Uh. like, good for you know, she just seems like she is living the sex in the city, New York life. Yes. She's, she gives Carrie vibes. I could see them together. Although when I see him with a mall, I'm like, okay, I get it. I mean, you can't top a mall. I mean, if there's like a list of women on earth who are winning, I want to say a mall is at the top. Human rights attorney, gorgeous, well-spoken, married to everyone's heartthrob of centuries. I love her. She's She's winning. Stunning, stunning to look at. I mean, he couldn't have done better. So you know what I love, Jacqueline, is that we just slandered Alec Baldwin for a good five minutes and he (laughs) wasn't the answer. (laughs) I am so sorry, Alec, if you're listening. First of all, I love you as an actor. Second of all, blessings on the children. Third, let's stop. 
Like, let's not do it anymore. Then we don't need anymore. We just don't. You have one in each, you know, category of life. <laughs> one for every month. Over 8 billion people, right, on the planet? Over 8 billion now? I think we're good, yeah. Alec. We're we, fine. We got it. We, and you have, remember, I know you always forget about your oldest daughter, Ireland. Okay. But you right. have a lot. You've spread your seed. I think it's time to retire now. Yes, he's left behind a legacy of children. And oh my God, like they're all going to go to college, hopefully. And I don't know that he's making that many movies and TV shows. Like, I just don't, I don't know. Listen, it's not over until they've run out of fake Spanish names to give their children. (laughs) (laughs) That did me in. Okay, that, you are hilarious. (laughs) That is true. She's a celebrity that I can't think of that has talked about watching Bravo in the public. And I can't see him watching it either. But I would love for this to get on their radar and to get like a nasty DM from Ilaria. And her just trying to like read me and I'd be like, I would just think I would just send her a cucumber emoji. And that's all I would send her because that's the word she couldn't pronounce. She pretends she didn't know what a cucumber was. She's like, oh, you say, uh... first off, it's just insane. Like that's what I would just send her the cucumber emoji. I'd be like, Hilaria, you are as Spanish as I am Italian. So you're from Boston. (laughs) Relax. Like we're American girlies. It's fine. I don't know where the whole thing was contrived. Like, did it happen over time? Was there a storyline in her head she drafted? But I feel like if while we're on the subject, like you're a gorgeous girl, you meet one of the biggest stars on the planet in your very late 20s slash early 30s. You're a yoga instructor. Clearly you look good. Um, Why the other stuff? Why the extra personality? Like, I feel like you're already good. Like, Let's leave the accent alone. We don't need a backstory connecting us to Spain. Let's deal with the hand that we've been dealt. And it's a good hand. What if this was all a failed audition to get on Roni and Andy just hated (gasps) Wow. Can you, actually, guys, Katie, you just hit on something. She might make a good addition. She'd make a phenomenal addition. She would. I mean, think about it. The personality that, you know, contrived a different, persona that on Roni would make it far and she's just about the age of the other girls I want to say no I think so 39 I mean she's up there with the other girls I mean they're you know 40 ish right I her new cast I would say they would that would be imagine they threw her in there it would be like a little atomic bomb just waiting for it to go off I would love that with her 10 kids and Alec Baldwin coming in angry all the time okay guys I'm writing a letter to Bravo (laughs) Okay. Attention, Andy. I have an idea. I love okay. this. Make I'm sorry. We, we have gone so far off topic. It's or very on topic. <laughs> well, are you guys ready for your last question? Okay. Yes. The last question is a two-point question. For two points, what did Carol say to Andy Cohen during a reunion that allegedly led her to being fired? For two points, what did Carol say to Andy Cohen during a reunion that allegedly led her to be fired? Okay. It was something, but not too rude. Okay, so it was rude. I think it was insulting to um, Andy. Okay. I think it had to do something with uh, capitalizing on, like, female drama. I'm in the ballpark. Okay, something that he is... um, 
yeah, like almost like he's the culprit of women fighting and he is the one getting rich off of this. I just wrote down you're just as catty as us. I know it's not right <laughs> because this was in one of the articles I read and I did not write it down. So I don't remember it. You guys have the right energy of what was being discussed. This is what she said that she was later fired for that next season. Carol says to Andy, you are so full of shit, Andy. You are afraid of her too. And she's talking in reference to, he's implying that, you know, Bethany and Carol both are writing negative things about each other on their blogs. And he's trying to hold Carol as responsible as he is Bethany. He's, Andy is thinking. Um, And this is during the season 10 reunion. (laughs) But Carol comes back with basically saying to Andy and accusing him, like, I think you're just afraid of Bethany and you don't want to side with me because you're scared Mm. of Bethany. And you can see Andy's visceral reaction to this. He is pissed, like more pissed than when Teresa pushed him at the reunion. He kind (laughs) of laughed at that. Yeah. He is. And he he looks at her and he just kind of gives her daggers and his face kind of goes red and goes, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm really afraid of her, Carol. And you can see it like in that moment. And I remember watching it being like, he is legitimately upset. And she has always said that that was not the reason she was fired. She said she decided to not come back after that season. I think it was a little bit of both. I think Mm. he was really upset Mm. at her because, you know, he's the head honcho. He's daddy. Yeah. And he did not like that type of aggression especially basically saying like you're afraid of one of your children kind of a thing right and I think his ego did not like that and that led to the conversation of of not having Carol back now I'm remembering since you've now you've told us it that was a lot that was a lot especially that she wasn't really like a solid placed housewife at that point I think she was like what a few seasons in or something she was establishing her place, yeah. but she was no Teresa. Okay. So Teresa could push him down and it's fine. She's making uh, a lot of money for the franchise. But I think also it got so toxic between Carol and Bethany at the end. That's when Roni for me went sideways. Mm. It was like all your favorite characters are now have gone crazy and they're all at each other's throats. This was when Bethany was lashing out at everyone, right? This was all around the same time. She yeah. was like bashing Luann at on trips. And it just became so toxic for me. That's when I started feeling like, damn, we need a we need a new solution here. But yeah, she definitely um bit the hand that fed her that day. And you can watch it. I recommend going back and watching that clip because you can see how upset he is in the moment. And you can see kind of Bethany sitting there with a little bit of a smug smile on her face because she knows that Carol just dug her own grave on TV. So that is a great rewatch. I rewatched it to get the exact words of the quote, but I did remember that as a big, and that was a big conversation afterwards where Carol kind of went on this campaign and she was like, I wasn't fired. I wasn't fired. Right. It does seem as though that is probably why she was fired. You know, she's been doing well recently on social media. I don't know if you guys have been seeing her. She is commenting. She is throwing herself in the ring. Um, I almost feel like if they did a Roni, another reboot and brought back some of our old friends, I think she would be perfect now because I think she's had enough time to think about it. 
Yeah. She played so delicately. And then at the end, she tried to be aggressive and it wasn't in her nature. But I feel like she's gone away enough. She's been far away enough from the show that if she ever came back, it would be like, great, let's see the angry side of Carol. Girls yeah, and, or I would love to see Carol, Kristen Takeman, and mm. Heather all with mixed in with the new cast of like Aaron and Jessel because they were kind of the younger New York when you know yes. and Sonia were on so I would love to see that blend of kind of the still kind of new New York with a little bit of the old New York twist in it and I think that would be a really interesting kind of dynamic to see who bonded and, and who would go against each other because <laughs> I think Carol could really give her you know make some of these other housewives shake in their boots because they're the new Real Housewives of New York, I think since they're all new, they're able to kind of protect each other and they know the game better. But I think throwing mm -hmm. in some of the ones that were from the previous season would really make it a more interesting dynamic. Shake it up a notch. They got to do something. I don't know if they're bringing in. There was a gal that they had picked out who was supposed to be on and now her name is evading me. Gosh, I'm forgetting her name. I, I almost feel like they're bringing her back for this new season. Oh, interesting. Because, yeah, she was the one they had to cut out. They cut her for some reason. It was, like, controversy. She didn't want to be... I think she didn't want to be on the cast because there was, like, someone made a comment she didn't like, I want to say. And so they took her out. She was supposed to be on. And I, I thought it was a great decision because I actually follow her. And I hope she's not listening right now because, girl... Listen, I'm a girl's girl. I love my girls, right? Like, I will support you. We could sit down, have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. I am going to just raise you up to the gods. But on my housewives, I have a very specific character set that I want to see. And I don't think she was going to make it. She wasn't going to match with the, the rest of the girls. But I did read that they were going to potentially bring her back for second, the second reboot season. I would like to see that. I, I do want to give this cast another shot because that's really hard to come as a whole new cast after Legacy has been on for so long. Legacy was you know, their second most popular, sometimes their most popular mm -hmm. franchise ever. Really big names, Luann, Bethany coming out of it. So I do want to give them a second chance, but then if it's still falling flat a little bit for me, I would like to see some, like I said, bring in a Kristen Takeman, kind of what they're doing with OC, like going back and pulling some yes. of the older people that have been on previously to kind of shake it up a little bit with new people also. But I would love to see that house of, I'm blanking on her name also. I think her husband said <laughs> something controversial. Darn it, I'm forgetting. It that way. But yeah. I, would, I would love to see it. I hope Jenna Lyons stays too. So, and by the way, Jenna Lyons would love Carol Radzewell. I feel like those two would oh, get yeah. along so well, right? Almost a flirting, like an undertone of a flirt. Well, they're not that much different in age. Jenna's 55, Carol's 60. Those girls are, yeah. they could have been gone to the same high school. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Jenna would love Carol and they'd probably really get along. They have like a similar ambiance in some way. Love that. <laughs> are you guys ready for your totals? Oh my God. Yes. So yeah, the total you could get were 10 points if you got all of the questions right. Congratulations, listeners. You got the full 10 points. For our total board, we have our guest Jacqueline with a total of five points. Round of applause. And Kate coming in with six points. So only one point ahead. It was baby. It was baby. You should have done baby with me. Wow. Well, congratulations, Kate. <laughs> you came different. and not really, you didn't, you weren't hopeful, right? You kind of had hopeful. like, yeah. <laughs> I 
came in with so much like stress and anxiety. And actually I feel like I did okay. Like I will take the five. Great. Are you kidding me? You did great. I will take it. I got this knowing what the topic was and cramming like it was my final, like senior year of college. You got five, not knowing anything that we were going to talk about today. You really haven't seen any of the Carol Roney episodes in years. Like I really haven't. I went back to season one recently. Okay. Went back to season one. And I will say this. They were so dysfunctional from the very first episode. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Oh yeah. They were very dysfunctional. And so I compared it to our reboot Roni cast. And I got to say, what a world apart. And for me, I actually enjoyed the the Roni reboot because I liked that there was no immediate chaos. Like I felt like these girls, they didn't have like a dog in any fight yet. But I felt like I went when I went back and watched the first Roni, I was like, damn, these girls are dysfunctional. Like they're already at each other's damn throats. They were really what? The second franchise that ever came out? I think it was, yeah, OC... Atlanta, New York really came around the exact same time because Roni was supposed to be the Manhattan moms or moms of Manhattan. Mm -hmm. That's what they were initially filmed for. And then they edited it and just changed it into the Roni show we know today. Um, But yeah, Atlanta, New York were really coming out around the same time. And they always kind of fought for ratings too. Like Mm. either there was some where Atlanta was more, sometimes New York and but they always surpassed the OC, which is, as we know, the yeah. OC. Right, right. No, I just felt like I'm like, how did they even know that they were supposed to argue the way that they argue? I mean, they really came into the season one, very original season. They got the notes. They had the assignment. They were like, okay, well, we're going to fight. We're going to go to lunch. We're going to talk about it. We're going to come back and talk about each other behind their back. It's really wild. It's just so, and you see, okay, when you watch Ramona in the first, first episode, you're like, oh my God, this is the making of a psycho. We are at the ground level of psycho status. And and then she kind of grew into the psycho. <laughs> I think... like Mario. Yes, oh my God. Mario. He was such, um, I hate to say, I don't like using this, but he was a douche. Just a true <laughs> definition of a douche. Just, <laughs> I hate that word. I think it's so gross, but he was the definition of a douche. Right? Yes, that whole like, First season, first episode, couples tennis storyline where he was mad that they didn't win. Yeah, yeah like he wanted to be he wanted to be one of them. He liked the controversy with the females. And then there was a there was an episode in there where it was so disgusting. He was like checking out other women at yep. a conversation. Like he's at an intimate dinner with his wife and he's like smiling and googly eyes like up and down, like literally a literal up and down. He was just so gross. Like, like the telltale signs were there that this marriage was going to fall apart. But I think Ramona would be the exact same person she is today, even without reality. Oh, oh, yeah. So oh. This is just who she is. The cameras basically just happen to be there. But Ramona's life would be completely unscathed and unchanged, whether reality TV was in it or not. Like, I think she's a bad person I think she's actually probably a worse person behind cameras. And she's, as we know, a terrible person in front of cameras too. You nailed it on the damn head. She truly, when you go back to that first season, she just is who she is. Like, I don't think she was putting it on for cameras at all. I don't think that era 
reality TV was still so new. I don't think people even knew how to put it on for cameras for reality TV. And Bravo was still kind of somewhat under the radar. While there were a lot of people watching, it didn't have as many eyes as it does now. So that's what I love about OG housewives is they're just behaving badly because they're behaving badly. Like Vicky Vicky screaming at the family van, like that's who she is. She didn't know. That was, as a reminder, the OC was filmed as supposed to be more of like a documentary called Behind the Gates. So Mm. they thought it was a documentary of just their day-to-day lives being recorded. And the fact that she behaved that way is fascinating. (laughs) So like these women had, and they also, these early seasons, they were only making like three to $7,000, $8,000 a season. That is not enough money for me to scream and behave on national TV. No. To make a national name for yourself (laughs) as being horrible. Yeah, no, not enough money. I love it. Much as I love my housewives. I don't know that there's any amount of money for me that would bring me on camera in, in that capacity to where I am exposing myself to that many people judging everything that comes out of my mouth. That's a, that's a tough um, sell. I agree. And well, I want the money, but it's the <laughs> conflict that I couldn't handle. Just constant yelling and conflict. No. I think I'd end up coming out. Either they would chew me up and spit me out, or I would end up being the biggest aggressor. And then <laughs> the world would hate me. I don't know which one I would be. I, it's one or the other. I'm, I can't be the middle. Either I'll lay down and let them eat me alive, or um, or I'm going to be like the next Teresa and just be throwing drinks and wine glasses, you know? One or the other. Love it. Well, to, that's the perfect segue to our next section because we are about to talk about someone who has been both. So this is Look Who's Talking Trash. Every episode, I go and find out who in the Bravo verse is talking trash about someone else. And today we have Camille Grammer who came Ooh. on like the, you know, the lay down and then she became the biggest aggressor of all time. So- she has said that the cast of Ultimate Girls Trip Morocco was uninvited to BravoCon by Bravo itself. And this, mm-hmm. this is a quote. We were all invited to BravoCon. The cast was uninvited because they decided to cancel our panel. So she's talking trash about the ultimate Bravo, Bravo itself. Mm. What do you guys think? Um, was that the trip that was all surrounded in controversy because of Ramona? I thought that was the Ramona problem, right? She made comments. It's the Ramona problem. And it's also the uh, Brandy Glanville. I'm going to sexually assault Caroline Manzo problem. Oh, right. Right. So I think that Andy addressed that. And he says, no, you are going to see. You will see that season. I thought he addressed it at Bravo. Yeah. But the fact that they got uninvited at BravoCon and. Oh, that's that's pretty juicy, right? Because that it's not just uh, what's her face, Brandy, and it's not just Ramona. You've got Caroline. Rest of that cast, yeah. Camille, everybody wants Camille back all the time, and a couple of bad. <laughs> you can't say it's one bad apple; it's multiple bad apples. It's multiple. Um, I think I I was hopeful that we would end up seeing that season or that recording. Um, I do think that Andy is smart. Andy's very smart. Andy understands PR. Andy understands how to keep his kingdom afloat. And so I think he was trying to minimize damage by not having them so present. 
and let maybe the air die down around the whole whatever the, that franchise that they're trying to air and then i think we might end up getting i mean damn it they recorded it they spent money recording that thing they need to recuperate some of their costs i would say i agree i agree i mean i hope we get to see it <laughs> i really want to see it i think too with the whole ramona of it all and then pulling her she was uninvited last minute Bravo mm. has known who Ramona is for a decade, over a decade now. They know how problematic she is. They know about some of her inappropriate behavior. But the fact that it was so concrete and in such written evidence that they couldn't take it back, I think they knew, like you said, as a PR strategy, they had to take it seriously. So they had to kind of muffle this other cast. But mm. I still hope they release it. I will still watch it. But then I'm fine after that, like never seeing Ramona again. Like I've yeah. gotten enough Ramona content in my life, but I do want to see this Morocco trip. I will definitely tune in. So yeah. just a point of clarity though, Ramona is not in this season, uh, ultimate girls trip Morocco. It's so yes. it's, there's, there's two different trips. So for this, it's Vicky, Gretchen, Brandy, Camille, Phaedra, Eva, Marcel, Alex McCord, and Caroline Manzo. So yes. It's basically that it came down because the Ramona Ultimate Girls Trip, which I think is the Roni cast, Dorinda, Ramona, yeah. Kristen, I think yes. Sharon even is yes. it. And so it just came at the same time. So I think it, they're two concurrent, very conflicted girls. girls right. Trip. Like, get it together, Ramona. Like, damn it. You're even ruining other franchises now? It's, and I'm confusing the two in my mind, too. I don't know where the, the Roni girls are going. Probably not Morocco, but yeah, you're right. I don't remember either, but, um, that's, that promises to be good too. Oh yeah. Well, it's Morocco and it's Alex McCord. You couldn't have Ramona and Alex together in Morocco again, because come on. Well, what's that line? It's even, even Versace makes mistakes or something. That was that trip. You came. Yeah. Luann says, and you came down Plunking in your Herman Munster shoes. Oh, uh, my. Herman Munster, they're Louis Vuitton. Well, even Louis Vuitton makes mistakes. Brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, oh my God. They oh. really had it in for Alex. I think that when I went back to the very beginning, I actually was super surprised that she was even cast on the first season. Yeah. And she's one of those housewives. I put her in this, this category where she is not going to deviate. She will not stoop to the level of. Right. So it's like she doesn't make for good TV. She also doesn't stick up for herself. Nope. So it's like we're getting nothing. I mean, you don't have to be throwing glasses to be able to stick up for yourself. But she took a beating in season one. Mm-hmm. Um, season two, I can't believe they brought her back. I just think she's so um, she's too proper and too like not willing to get into it. It's like you can't really come on and be this like proper princess and hope that you're going to make good TV and then hope that the other women don't eat you alive. I think that similar happened to Jackie Goldschneider mm-hmm. on Jersey. She came in very like, oh, I'm an attorney and I know a lot of words. I don't know how that whole thing spun itself where she's like, oh, I know a lot of words. Like I know like a million words. I don't know what her storyline was there. Uh, but she tried to separate herself as like the smart housewife and she didn't want to stoop to their level. But then she came out kind of clawing at Teresa. And then I think that she saw that when she engages with Ker- Teresa, she does well on the show. And of course, now they're they're friends. She's coming back as a friend of Teresa. Oh, my God. That was just I 
her kissing the, the Teresa ring, everybody has to do it, I guess, to be on Jersey. I could not survive on Jersey because I can tell you, I would not be kissing that ring. Yes. hundred percent agree. And her and Jen's relationship, not that you asked me, but it's disgusting. <laughs> I can't like, let's, I can't let's go back across the water. Let's go back <laughs> to New York. We're going to play. Okay. We're going to play one final game before we close out today. Okay. We go back to Carol. So it's Carol's last good summer. It's the last day of her last good summer. I want okay. to plan the perfect day for her last mm. good summer. What are you going to do with Carol? Oh, I get to have fun with Carol in the city just by myself. Okay. It's entirely your design. Oh, how fun. Well, first we'll stop at that bodega where she likes to kiss that older cashier on the lips. We'll maybe just grab a water and like a gum or like mints. I don't know. We'll grab mints because it's going to be a long day and we're going to end up at monkey bar having drinks probably. Um, so yeah, when we want to freshen up prior to that, I think I'm going to make her take me to like some old spots. Like, I don't know if Russian tea room is still open or if it like crashed and burned, but I want her to take me there. You know, that's where they filmed like the first reunion. The first rodeo. Oh, I remember that when Ramona storms off. Yeah, yeah because they were talking about Alex's um, nudes. That was like a big deal. Yes. So if I'm able to be crazy for a minute. First, I want her to take me to Russian Tea Room. Then I want to meet up with Alex, take a look at those nudes, because I don't think I ever saw them. Let her just show them to us. It's fine. And then we're going to go Bethany and like maybe just have like one more awkward lunch together find out why she's eating on camera like I want to know the answer to this I don't know what PR person put her up to this and what studies were done in marketing that tells Bethany that eating on camera close up is like getting you views and then what I'm going to do is Close out the day by going back to Carol's house. We're going to change. I'm not going to go upstairs. I am going to freshen myself up because I do want to go out to dinner with her. Say I'll say hi to baby, baby, the other baby. Find out if Adam is still hanging around. I'm sure he makes an appearance from time to time. Go to dinner with her. Ask her to invite some of her celebrity friends. I know she's got a few. And just have like a nice meal, not vegetarian. Like I want to watch her eat a steak. Like if she tries to order veggies, I'm going to be angry. <laughs> I want it on that last day. Can I come along? We have to call Jill also. Sorry. Side note, must get in with Jill. I want to find out how does she keep finding all these like rich men to do, like marry and date and one after the other, like this new guy she found, like what a lifestyle they're having. I don't know. Uh, so I bumped into Jill and I met her at BravoCon in 2019. Oh my God. her new beau was there Mm -hmm. and yeah he is he's there he's alive and he's he walks with her and that's as much as I can really say about him but yeah I don't know how she does it from Bobby to this guy Bobby gave her private jets guys okay money Money. yeah Yeah. But I gotta say, she's also the ultimate saleswoman. Like if I was a rich man looking for a woman to take me to the next level, it's Jill, which is why I want to be friends with her. This woman understands the assignment of life. And she's, I honestly believe she's the one who helped Bethany. She was the stepping stone. I won't say, I mean, Bethany obviously had a brain, half of a brain, probably. She was a stepping stone. Bethany lived with her from time to time when she couldn't make rent. 
I mean, when you go back to their original, the original argument and fight, Jill is just angry that Bethany didn't really give her any kind of like applause, like, hi, thank me in an acceptance speech somewhere when you're becoming a millionaire. Like, you know, you slept on my couch, lady. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. She helped her get to where she is. Anyway, that's my perfect New York day. I can't believe you guys even gave me that right to like go through a day like this. I just like had such like an, a kick of endorphins, like making that day in my brain. So thank you. Of course. I mean, I don't think we're going to top that. So we might as well. I think we have to end on a high note. So Jacqueline, remind everybody where they can listen to your podcast, where they can follow you, where they can engage with you. Yes. So join me at Just One Drink Podcast on Instagram for some daily memes. And anytime you want to listen to the podcast, you can listen to it anywhere you get your other podcasts. I love it. And obviously, I am Kate Hudson. And I'm Mattia. Feel free to shoot us some messages on our Instagram at Bravo Replay. We do funny memes. I post some trivia questions on our Instagram also. Feel free to answer some of those. Also, Bravo News. Feel free to shoot us a DM if you have any ideas of some Bravo trivia questions. If you enjoyed our uh, episode today, please leave us a five-star review. No negativity here. We're just looking for five-star happiness. If you do leave us a five-star review, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. And Jacqueline, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you guys. You guys are so much fun. You're fun. (laughs) And to everybody out there, thank you for testing your drama with us. Until next week. Stay messy.